This is Aikido Discuss, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about all the magnificence and joy that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, student at Aikido of Fresno. And this is episode 20. Episode 20! Yeah, so what is that, five months now? Five months about of this? And that's every week. We didn't miss one. No, we have not missed one. Although we've crunched some. And well, some have been up at three o'clock in the right, morning, right, right. and weekly. That, that's that's a, a lot normal. To do that's a, a normal podcast thing. Just yeah. so you know. Oh yeah. Unless you're professional. We've already lost one episode. Like I feel like that's pretty. Oh yeah, we lost it. Oh, that yeah, was a. That was a good episode too. It was. It was a second episode with Nick Hustedy oh, on uh, yeah. uh, Japan and That was a great episode. We'll have to bring him back on. Sorry, you guys will never hear. You'll it. never know the awesomeness <laughs> that we talked about on that on that episode, and you can never relive it. So, um, what are, this week we decided to talk about something um, that we have probably talked about in some form on another ep- uh, po- uh, episode, but uh, we're sort of bringing it back because A, it is important, and B, it's just something we've been uh, thinking about lately. Yeah, and it, it's, um, I don't even know exactly how to say it, but when is Aikido not Aikido anymore? Um, and this is a tricky subject because, so especially in Japanese martial arts, there's a concept in Japanese martial arts called koryu, which means old style, old family, old lineage martial arts. And um, a koryu martial art is a particular kind of martial art uh, formed before, uh, I think it's like 1869 or something, um, before the Meiji Restoration, when um, uh, it was just kind of understood that those martial arts were set like that and they wouldn't be changed. And the idea was that the founder of that martial arts system had perfected that martial arts system, and we should always try and keep the system exactly like that, and it shouldn't change, it shouldn't grow. And this is, uh, you know, in stark contrast to Western ideas, which in Western ideas, we have this idea that as the martial art goes on, it will evolve and become better and better. In Koryu martial arts, kind of the opposite's true, that, you know, the martial art will get weaker as it gets away from the source, because the source was the the, the best of that. Um, so, talking about the subject, it's tricky, because it's like, I think some people kind of think of Aikido as being a Koryu, where it's like, oh, Sensei was the greatest at Aikido there ever will be, and we should try and be exactly like him. If we don't exactly like him, then our Aikido is not going to be as good as it could be, you know? That's very interesting, though, because uh, if <clears throat> that is the case, then in, as per, uh, progressive uh, generations take over the art, it becomes weaker and weaker uh, or, or less like the original then at some point, won't it just become, op- I mean, won't it just die out and become obsolete because, I mean, it, it can't not? Right, and I think I think on the extreme end of the spectrum, uh, the martial art will end either way. Like, as you move away from what originally was the source, right, if you know, if you look at a person as being the creator, as you go through time, there's no way to avoid the fact that it will not be what that person created originally. So it will die, just like a, a person. Yeah. You know, like it, it'll have its lifespan, and then eventually it will get so different than its original source that it just won't be that martial art anymore. I think this is a debate that goes way outside of martial arts, um, just between the idea that something in the past is way better and we'll, we'll never be able to live up to whatever that thing in the past was, whether it's like an ideal civilization or you know, a martial art or some sort of... Punk rock. <laughs> exactly, uh, there you go. Genre, yeah. No, totally. And I mean, then... Yeah. Or, and it's... This is a near and dear subject to Josh's heart. <laughs> he is in a punk rock band, and uh, 
uh, well, no, the death but of punk rock burdens him. As as we're talking about this, you know, it, it occurred to me that uh, part of this is just like uh, definitions and, and the way that we right. define things and the way that we name things, configure things, because it helps us to understand uh, simply what it is that we're looking at, right? So we call uh, the, this thing Aikido because... Uh, that gives us a very quick reference point to say, oh, it must has be these things. These and these and right, these and right, these. Right, but I mean, right. even when we and talk so that's a good thing, right? That is because a great thing, yeah. Otherwise, we're just kind of grasping in the dark. And if, you know, totally. we had 70 different um, people teaching Aikido and every one of them had it, gave it their own name, right. uh, it, you know, we. It we quickly becomes less accessible right, to people. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and so, like, I think between that kind of sentiment where it's like, this person had this amazing idea. And it will and, never get greater. Right. It will never get greater than that original amazing thing. And we're diluting further as we go further down the line from it as we progress through time. Versus the idea that we are working towards some kind of end goal. Something amazing that's yet to come in the future. Right, right. And I think like this is, I mean, just culturally a thing that differs between different cultures. Western culture, Eastern cultures. And the way that we think about things. So I think like that's something that we see in the way that we talk about Aikido. And also, like you said, Josh, we put this one name on it, but it's like oftentimes when we're talking, when even on this podcast, as we're talking about it, we're like, are we talking about Aikido, the techniques? Right, right. Or are we talking about Aikido, the philosophy? Are we talking about Aikido, the community? Or Aikido of Tamiki or Aikido of Iwama or Aikido of, you know. And what makes this even more, um, Difficult and going back to the music, the genre references for a while. You know, back in the day, um, it was everything was very clearly defined. It was defined for a couple of reasons, and one is because um, it, it was very easy to do that. But two, because the people who were making these things didn't have access to a lot of information. Right. So, not like for now. instance, yeah. not like now, right? So, for instance, you had a kid who was into punk rock. He was into punk rock because that's what he was into and that's what he could find. And there were seven punk rock bands right. and five local bands and, and that was could, it. Right. Um, but yeah, now, right. You have like, from, that's now it. you have like guys who are into punk rock but they also really like jazz because there's a, a, a bazillion jazz albums that they can download and find. They're on Spotify so now they're listening to metal bands. They're on, you know. Yeah. So there's all this stuff that's coming in. I think it's the same way with the martial art. It's like, now that we have such a dearth of information out there, people can get on YouTube and look and see a bazillion different things and go, oh, how does this fit in with what I'm doing? Right, right, right And right. in a way that that's obviously going to do, even if it's just in, in the methods of training um, or, you know, whatever, that's going to sort of dilute what you're doing. In, in music, you see it now where there's a lot of bands that are just like, they're doing something that you can't really put a genre definition on. Right. Um, so they maybe look like punk rock guys, but they're playing some kind of hybrid metal jazz something that's also punk rock. Uh, and then maybe there's like uh, some uh, banjo, and so it's country, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and it's the same thing I think we're seeing a little bit here where people are just like, well, let's just throw everything into one big pot and stir it up and call it good and, and put it out. So, I, I mean, I don't... Uh, like. When I look at it, you know, like I'm very Western-minded, you know, like uh, I'm interested in Eastern ideas and philosophies, but I'm very Western-minded. And so to me, the thing was always all, yeah, we want to evolve and grow and become better. So if we have, you know, say the the science of physics, right, 
As physics grows, we want to understand more about what physics is and we understand more about the phenomenon. As time goes on, we get better and better. Um, but, you know, Aikido and, and martial arts systems, like a system of martial art, isn't like that. It's not exactly that someone wants to know more about the subject, or maybe they do, but it's easy to confuse. The, the subject matter, they want to know more about how a person approached right, a right. subject. And so no matter what, we will move away from that as time goes on. That will kind of get lost no matter what, you know. And if you look at like something like HEMA, it's like um, you got all these people now exploring, you know. Historical European martial arts. Yes, thank you. Sorry. I'm bad at that. Yeah. If you, if you look at historical European <laughs> martial arts, which are popular right now, and if you haven't looked into them, you should. Um, so there's a plug for HEMA. Um, anyways, but if you look into HEMA, you have a lot of people who are studying what they call the masters, and these are people who wrote books back in the day, uh, you know, in the 1600s or whatever time period they're working on. And they wrote this, this quintessential book that explains their approach. And that's what the HEMA people are interested in is what was this person's approach and what were their ideas about it. And I think a lot of stuff gets jumbled up when we study martial arts because in like in school, you know, I was saying this the other day in school, if I want to study math, I study math and that math can be applied to physics, it could be applied to engineering, it could be applied to whatever whatever field I want to yeah. apply the math to. Mm -hmm. However, in martial arts, the the individual parts are not broken away from someone's approach to the individual parts. Right. So it's like, you know, I want to learn sword fighting. When you're learning sword fighting, you're not just learning the sword and the truths of the sword, you're learning someone's approach to the sword. And so it's hard to break those two apart. And So you're essentially learning two in one, which is how to use a so how a sword works just and someone's idea so yeah someone's idea how this specific guy used his sword you know right. his game with the sword exactly right 100 his game with the sword yeah and also especially when you're talking about old stuff you're also getting some of their philosophy about life some of their ideas on you know fortune and luck some of their ideas on all these different things how you should dress maybe um how you should talk to your grandma all kinds of stuff might be jumbled up inside of there and it's like you're going to get to learn all of that. So when you learn a martial arts system, you're learning all that crap, whether you want it or not. And so I think that's something to think about a lot when we talk about, like, how high-tech martial arts are. I think that's funny because, like, that's something that other fields have, like, sorted out already. And, like, I think it's not unique to martial arts. Like, having a system or, like, a, a person's ideas um, and a lot of people studying that person's ideas, like, say, like, you know, uh, Jungian, you know, that whole field right. of study right. for psychology, right? Right. Um, that's someone studying the way Jung thought about psychology and the right. way that people's minds work. But if you look, so like my mom's a therapist and her uh, roommate, her the therapist she works with has this big book that Jung wrote and it's full of like crazy, crazy <laughs> like magic and like diagrams of people's bodies and art and like some spiritual stuff and some of his stuff about archetypes is some psychological stuff, some other stuff. It's, it's a really wide variety of things, you know? So I think it's the same kind of thing where, you know, over time people have studied young and taken out the pieces that are important. And as we go further and further away, we do, you know, still attribute those ideas to him. But we also kind of forget that there was all this other stuff that came with that that people have kind of sifted through. And I think we're not at that point yet with a lot of martial arts where we're not saying that this is a certain person's thing because we're just saying, oh, this is Aikido. Oh, this is, you know, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But it really is a specific person's For sure. 
amalgamation of ideas for sure. put into a system. For sure. So I think, I think like we're we're behind in martial arts in that way. One hundred percent. Yeah, Jung is an awesome person to pick for this because he's so polarizing that there are people who just want to look at the world like he looked at the world. So much like how all martial arts systems are right now, they want to study uh, psychology like. He did it because they want to understand because he did. He had all these weird ideas about magic and about your mother and about sexuality and about all this stuff that might not be sexual. Uh, uh, well, maybe I was Freuding it in there a little bit. But, but, <laughs> your mother. But, uh, but like uh, um, all this like all this other life stuff that's not just psychology. And you can see that like psychology has moved beyond him and done other things and is evolving. And that is its own study. And then there's him and his ideas. And so you could like both or you could like one or neither or you know but martial arts yeah i often say you know martial arts really hasn't moved out of the 18th century like so the way people were making martial arts systems in the 18th century is still the way we're doing it now you know like where you get all of everyone's crap in one thing like here's a package of all my stuff here's what i think about the world and everything else and you better like dogs and you better train in armor sometimes you have whatever weird ideas i have you know mm -hmm. as opposed to like math where it's like there's a number line here's arithmetic Here's algebra. You know what I mean? Like these are right. simple, clean, easy fields to study. And I'm sure if you go back, I you know I don't know so much about the history of math, but I'm sure if you go back, the the, the guy that was figuring out the number line, you know, who who mapped out a number line, probably had this old ass book that he wrote all this stuff in, and it was a notebook, and it had drawings of you know alchemy, and it had drawings of you know people's brains and phrenology and whatever you know what i mean i'm sure it had all kinds of crazy yep. shit in it and one of the things was the number line yep. you know and we've we're far enough away from it now where people were able to take that out of it and go okay we like this we're going to use this we're going to continue with these ideas and these other ones uh, they're questionable but right, we're going right. to leave those behind you right. know and that's how i think most like feels like math and science and um you know uh, like long studied fields are like that and I, martial arts for whatever reason hasn't gotten past that yet no we haven't gotten past that we're, we're still stuck we're still stuck well and i so i mean i think that's a good question because then it's like well so in one respect it's like so like you know so so yeah, yeah. you know like really yep. i mean that's... in one respect that's my answer to it it's like but so um so you know I guess my question would be, what's the answer? You know, where where do, where does it go from here, and why is it a not why is it a bad and or slash good thing to, um, you know, hold on to the the lineage and kind of like track it back and back and back and back. I know at least for me, it's like you know, you tell people you do aikido and they go, oh, is that like? And then they name off seventy different other um, <laughs> martial arts, right? Uh, that I suppose maybe you could say it is like or not at all. Um, but to me, it's like, and those were all people who were taking um, whatever their traditional art that they learned and moved it off into another direction, right? right? And created this whole other thing that now, like, kind of has, I mean, no meaning if you're not if you don't know what that thing is. Does that make sense? So in some ways, it's like, well, shouldn't we like want to have big categories for things that we can set up so that we can say like yeah i'm studying aikido and people can easily go oh that means they're doing the now whether or not we know what those things are or or, or whatever right. or others right. know um we should be able to look at that and go yes if i'm doing karate right. i'm doing this like and, and down the line 
I think exactly, yes, I think um, what you're describing is the gold we should be seeking for. But uh, there has to be clarity in those things, and those things have to be separated from the person who discovered them, right? So like um, like with Cartesian coordinates or something, you know, like we don't think we need to study uh, Descartes like to a crazy extent, you know, and understand that guy in super detail to understand what Cartesian coordinates are and be able to use them, right? right? Some and people so, will because they're nerds like that. Right. right. But. And so, you know, we have the whole field of math. Right, and with math we have geometry, and and when you say I study geometry, you've got a pretty good idea of the kind of stuff you study. Mm -hmm. Now, if you say you study uh, Archimedean geometry, now that's a really specific <laughs> historical <laughs> thing, and that's very special, you know. Like, but um, we first need to know what what geometry is, you know, and, and that's what with as a martial arts we haven't done. So, like you said, you know, when people say, um, oh, you know, is it like this martial art or that martial art or that martial art? For most people, all they understand is there's kicking, there's punching, and there's some kind of wrestling. And the wrestling, sometimes you just try and hold them down. That's like pinning stuff. And then sometimes you try and twist them and to break their bones. Um, that's what people think, you know. So when people say, oh, is it like this martial art or this martial art? It's like, you know, they're saying like, is it like subtracting or like adding? Is it like adding or subtracting? And you're like, um, I do trigonometry, you know. And it's like yeah, yeah. there is some adding and subtracting. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it's not like adding or subtracting. Right, no, right. But, but it's in there. Yeah. But I think it's really hard because one of the problems is that we don't have great frames of reference for martial arts because we mostly, at least in the U.S. and probably most countries, like first world countries. We're too fucking peaceful. That's um, the problem. No, yeah, if, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you probably live in a country that... <laughs> right, that's, that's probably pretty, like, guys, you know what I mean? Like, we're too damn peaceful. Well, yeah, like, I don't think people really, uh, they don't encounter, you know, fighting on a daily basis, you right. know, and they're not required to do that to survive in their daily lives, and maybe they have a situation once or twice in their lives where they really felt threatened and they felt like they had to protect themselves. And so we just don't, we don't really know what that is. And the, and the only thing that really, you know, we're able to see that in is media in movie and TV, TV and movies and stuff. And they often present some sort of skewed version of what that is. Right. You right. know? Well, the problem is we, we see uh, fighting as its own thing and we don't see far fighting as an end uh, result of conflict that's happened for a long time, you know, like, so we, we don't see conflict as a whole, which is what we should be seeing. We see only the fight part of it. You know what I mean? And so it makes it hard for us to, to realize, to punch us and right. we don't realize yeah. like, all yeah. of a sudden someone's punching me out of nowhere. <laughs> right. Three hours ago, dude, like whatever. Happened, yeah. You pissed him off when you slammed the door in his face and called his girlfriend a whore. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like not realizing that there's an escalation to that. Um, and the sooner you can get on the escalation, the sooner you can head it off. And that's an entire field of study that you can use no matter what. Even if you never get to the end fight, we can resolve things. You know, like in your workplace, I'm sure you go into conflict every freaking day with your coworkers. I mean, every day, I'm sure you get into conflict, right? With the mailman, with your neighbor, with the, you know, we're in conflict constantly. It might not end up in a fist fight. And at one point in our history, it did always end up in a fist fight or a knife fight or some kind of serious engagement. Now it doesn't, but it's just a, an escalation of conflict and so we need to understand it as a whole you know like that's where martial arts should be looking and that's why i think aikido is an attempt to do and and maybe that's why um we feel still feel attached to wanting to look at 
those founder, whatever founder we're talking about, about di- of different martial arts, why we like to look at their ideas, not just about, you know, different techniques, like specific techniques and, and certain ways of studying, you know, striking or wrestling or whatever, but like studying their philosophies and things is because those give us those pieces of the other pieces of conflict. You know what I mean? The like relationship skills. And right. The, right. You know what I mean? Right. The, the, like un- being able to sense things before they happen, you know, what I mean? understanding people's intentions and going, mm, something doesn't feel right. I'm paying attention to, you know, the world around me and something eh, I feel like there's someone behind me. I don't know why I know that, but you know, those, right. those senses, like honing those ideas, I think oftentimes pe- that's why people want to pay attention to those you know, you wish it was more spiritual side because that kind of is starting to head us down that path and people know that they need that too. Right, right. You know, but they just don't have any idea about how to talk about How to about get that. it, yep, yep. Um, so, circling this all the way back <laughs> around to the very beginning. People are like, have you talked about Aikido yet? When, <laughs> what is that, what is the, the line then when you can go, this thing that you are doing, sir, whoever that it may be, is not Aikido, uh, this thing that these people are doing is Aikido. It's hard, I though, mean, too. I mean, I think we have to kind of, in this conversation, get a little bit into, like, linguistics and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know. I don't know really much about linguistics, but huh. I know, like, so I'm talking out of my ass right now. Um, but, <laughs> well, like... Different than normal. Yeah, we've different never done normal. that before. Not on this, not on this podcast. <laughs> we never talk out of our asses. Um, no, but there's, like, this idea that... Um, two different kind of opposing ideas about language and one is that language has an original kind of like what we're what we've been talking about which is language has an original idea uh, what a word was intended to mean and that's what it means versus a word means what we use it to mean you know what i mean so prescriptivism versus descriptivism so like you know the word i don't know lit lit exactly or i was gonna say thought like (laughs) you know the, the word lit like it lit now means, as young people use it, is it's you know it's it's blowing up. It's awesome. It's really gonna be fun. It's hot. blowing up. It's hot. <laughs> seven different things you just said that don't. Yeah, all they're all they're all the same. No, thing. like it's like it's it's gonna be cool. The party's gonna be lit. You know, yeah. um, you should come. It's bad. It's it's yeah. It's hip. <laughs> it's hip. Yeah, I don't know. It's, hip. it's groovy or well, hip, depending on. It's rad. Anyway, um, yeah. Wow, we are. I'm not doing well. No, as, as doing a perfect. millennial, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, right, but or lit your could point, mean your point is taken. Yes, yeah. Or it's going to be a very thrilling uh, engagement, yeah. right? A thrilling. And that's the uh, that's the uh, descriptivist version version, which is how people use it now in language. Versus someone who's prescriptivist would say lit only means there is light coming from right. that thing. Right. right, the thing is lit. There's light coming from it. So I think we have to look at Aikido kind of the same way, which is which is the the argument here is is aikido what it was originally intended to be um and so it's this you know very specific thing that we've defined it as or is aikido whatever you know it it is currently being defined as now you know what i mean like if someone's an aikido dojo and they do they do whatever they do in their dojo it's aikido because they're in an aikido dojo and they've called themselves an aikido dojo you know what i mean or is it no you have to do these techniques in a certain way um, you know, as these people taught it, X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? And I think that's where the rubber meets the road is which one is it? Is it both? Does it matter? Like, yeah, yeah. that's, I, I mean, I think, I think it certainly matters depending on the person. Um, 
you know, I wanted to learn martial arts originally, like, to get these these ideas that I had, right? Like, these things. I want to learn how to do this or that. You know, like, so, whatever. I wanted to learn how to punch someone hard. I wanted to learn how to throw someone. I wanted to learn. These are things I wanted to learn. I didn't get those original things I wanted to learn from Aikido, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, Aikido uh, doesn't really teach you how to hit someone hard. doesn't really teach you how to throw someone hard. Uh, that's not what Aikido does. Um, then I got upset that Aikido didn't teach me what I wanted it to teach me. Well, I thought for some reason it was going to teach me. And then uh, I went and did other martial arts that did teach me those things. So, like, in my case, it turned out good because I got to learn about more things, you know. But if you really do just want to learn to punch someone hard, you could be wasting your time doing lots of other things if, if it says it does that when it really doesn't right, do that, right. you know. So, because I'm, I don't know, personally, I'm all for, like, continuing to study and try and understand why things are the way they are and figure out what do we really need? What is the purpose of this? You know what I mean? Like, why do we do Swadiwaza? Like, what is the purpose of that? How much am I really getting from that? Seated is that techniques. something? Yeah, seated techniques. Seated. <laughs> like, you know, is that something that's left over from a tradition that we don't really need anymore? Or is it something that we do need? You know, and, and going like, do we need this? What's the purpose? I'm all for holding on to it. Um, and I'm also all for letting it go if it's like depending on what purpose I want it to serve right, me. Right. Um, but I think like there's some people that are afraid to have that conversation. Um, well, and when I look at people that are kind of right now on the kick of trying to like add other things to the martial arts, just kind of see like, well, why doesn't Aikido have punching? What right. can we add punching to it? You know, like I'm all for that attitude of like what like tr- trying to figure out what's why we have what we have or why we don't have what we don't have and like i'm all for that but at what point does it no longer is it no longer aikido you know right right right. and and like i'm cool if it's no longer aikido it it doesn't like i'm not stuck to that but i i think it makes me think a lot about it and and what what the future of that is yeah i mean you know to me and to use a millennial word i get triggered when i see (laughs) uh when i see a lot of these guys um like being, you know, like, oh, we got to add boxing and takedowns to Aikido, you know, like modern style takedowns. To me, it triggers me because it's like, yeah, you don't, and it's not going to work. I, I know it's not going to work because I personally thought the same thing you're thinking now. And so it's not going to work out, right? And if if you do force it to work out, then it's going to be a different martial art entirely than any of a study. It's going to look just like cage fighting. Um and uh, Cage fighting's cool. Nothing sure, wrong. there's nothing wrong with cage fighting, but it's cage fighting. It already exists. Go study it. Um, so, so like, you know, that triggers me, but at the same time, the other day I was looking at the way I teach Aikido now, and it's very different than the way I learned Aikido at this point. I have a lot of live training drills. We focus way more on how to blend, how to move out of the way with people. I do not focus as much on technical aspects as I once did, right? Like, so I used to be a real stickler for going over the forms and going over the forms precisely and exactly like this. I don't do that so much now because I feel that that's a later end thing. Whereas the beginner's objective is to understand how to interact real time with someone is much more important. And so that's what we're on. So when I look at me, I feel like a hypocrite because it's like, oh, I'm bitching at these other people and my Aikido now, I mean, right. my Aikido now is in line with what I originally heard Aikido was. And so it has become what I originally thought I was getting from Aikido, but that is different than Aikido is commonly practiced. Right, right. right. and so we were talking about... Uh yesterday morning in the breakfast we were all talking about how like if someone was to come at denny's at denny's (laughs) um surprise surprise just a little plug there yeah as always if you'd like to send us some delicious meals denny's 
Wow, you're really, you're really on that, aren't Man, you? They should send us some. I'm at Denny's all the time. I love Denny's. <laughs> I should get a coupon. Yeah. Lifetime membership. I love coupon. I'll take a $2 off coupon. I'd be delighted. Um, we were talking about how if we were to have a, a, another student come from another dojo that had only ever seen, you know, kind of your, like, traditional, run-of-the-mill, like, average Aikido dojo come to our dojo, we feel like it would be a bit confusing for them. I mean, they w- it wouldn't be completely, like, off the wall. They've never, like, they wouldn't, they'd be able to handle it, totally, but, like, it wouldn't, they wouldn't probably be good at what we're doing because it, it's a different kind of thing that we're focusing on, a different yeah. skill, a different uh, I think, thing. Yeah. I think they'd also be shocked at, like, you know, at, like, 6Q, why haven't you guys, like, got a real good idea about Sankyo and Ikkyo and Ikkyo? And, you know, like, that's later practice for us because I feel it's less important. And so it's like that's desperately different than especially Wama Aikido where it's like, you know, by the time you're a third Q, you should know basically all the techniques and be able to do them. And by the time you're a third Q here, you will know them, but not on that kind of level, not on that same kind of level. Yeah, but we just you, had you the... would be able to do other things, you know. Right. Lots of other you things. You would be able to uh, – I, I think people would be shocked in a more uh, live setting – uh, how you know our students would be able to move and react in in a more um, authentic way? I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We had a seven Q test the other day, right? And mm-hmm. Were there any techniques on it mm-hmm. at all? Like, so I mean, you know, techniques—that's such a tricky freaking word. <laughs> but um, you know, so the seventh Q test consists of uh, understanding uh, Tai Sabaki, so how to move Sugiyashi, Yumiyashi, Tenkan, a bunch of steps. Um, how to uh, receive force, right? So how to fall and also how to neutralize force coming into you. Um, how to produce force, kokiryoku, um, uh, horizontally and vertically. Um, so you got to be able to do that. Plus you have to be able to uh, do the taino hinko, the, the variation, the position changes. Um, and you have to be able to escape uh, from a real katadori grab um, uh, in, a, in a multitude of ways. But I mean, that test would look weird mm-hmm. to most Aikido schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they would, someone would be like, what is this? And our school, 7th Q is a third test. You know, this is not the first test someone's been through. This, right. is, a, right. this is a third test. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, I honestly, if I was a normal Aikido practitioner and never seen what I was doing now and I came to the school, I'd be like, what the hell are you teaching them all that time? Right. Because right. they should know Sankyo. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be upset. I'd be like, yeah. why don't you know Sankyo? Totally. And it's like, well, because now they actually know how to escape from people holding them. Actually, they've learned that. Right, they've right. actually learned that at this point, you know? Right. So I think that's a good question, <clears throat> and you feel like a hypocrite, and maybe uh, in a little, uh, in some ways you are. So what is, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, right. I we're going to go there. Real, man. Uh, so the question <coughs> becomes, so why not just uh, say, step outside of, of um, Aikido and say, I'm teaching this thing, it, there is some Aikido in it, but it is its own thing, and call it whatever yeah i mean i feel like i have done that like you know like i teach art of accord now um which is just me teaching a way to make a chord with people a way to match with someone who's trying to be aggressive towards you um and i have a feeling as time goes on i'm going to teach more and more art of accord and less and less aikido because look in the in the real end aikido is a martial art that was invented by another guy who had his own ideas and i could be right or wrong about those ideas and so at a certain level even as someone who's done aikido for 20 years I have to say everything with some uncertainty. I mean, I've said it a million times this podcast. This is the way we see IQ. Right. It's not the way, you know. And it's, it's an interpretation. That's exactly right. And so, like, I, as a teacher, 
you know, and someone who really cares about martial arts, I get sick of interpreting at a certain point, and I just want to talk. And so I have yeah. to say, you know, I can't talk for all of Aikido. I just can't. Well, and it, like, I think it's kind of like, um, I would imagine it's exhausting to just sit and argue about what Yueshiba meant by this sentence. Right. Minutia. You know what I mean? Yeah, Minutia, yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like people that choose to sit and argue over, I know a lot of people do this. This is a big deal. Like, arguing over different passages of the Bible and what they mean and, and how to interpret that. You know what I mean? And it's like, at some point, it's like, God, that, that seems exhausting to me. You know what I mean? Because, it, I mean, you know, and even for someone that was alive in the last century, you know what I mean? It's hard. For Yuishiba, it's hard to, to talk about. Oh, yeah. And he, he was alive not that long ago. He was yeah, alive not that point. long ago. Right. And it's difficult because, I mean, you know, you have an idea of what you think he meant. You know, someone else has an idea of what you think. Man. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is it's like, yeah, and you may, maybe your teacher was his student, right? And so you're like, oh, well, but my teacher told me that he said. And it's like, yeah, but that's still, you're, we're still playing telephone. Right. We're still, right. you know, two people Always in playing telephone, to telephone, you know? Say, yeah. And so it's just like, how much, um... There's a dog here. You probably can't hear that. Yeah, he's having a good time scratching his head. Um, But no, that's exactly how I feel. And as a teacher, I have a problem with that because it's like I do like Aikido and I do want to teach Aikido and I got a lot from Aikido and it's great and I want to help the art survive and live. But it's also very frustrating that it's like I'm always interpreting someone else and my interpretations could always be crappy or you know what I mean? Right. Whereas like if I just speak from my own perspective, like, look, here's the things I know about life. Here's how I do things. Here's what I've competed in and done and seen in life. And here's what I have to say about it. And if you like that, you like that. And you don't like that, you don't like that, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think there's total value in like, this is why they teach like science this way to students, you know, when you're like in, you know, junior high biology class or whatever they get. like, let's do this little experiment that this uh, person did in the 1600s so that we can kind of replicate so you can understand put yourself in this person's shoes and see how they discovered you know let's, let's talk about darwin and talk about like how he figured out that um you know traits are passed down through the, the mother and father you know what i mean and through genes and stuff like you know like replicating those experiments and understanding how a person figured things out i think is really important and putting your, yourself in another person's shoes but at some point you move outside of that you know what i mean you don't see adult scientists who do that for a living doing that you know right they move right. past the person and interpreting oh god we're still arguing over what darwin said like right. who cares right because science what we're studying now we're doing experience experiments now with our own you know our own knowledge and our own understanding and i think what you're saying is the same thing which is i i sure i have my own opinions on what this guy said or what he didn't say and what he meant and but now it's it's not about that you know right. it's i want to do my own experiments right. and, and talk about my, the data that I've gathered, you right. know? And so I think it's like, that's where it's got to go, you know, otherwise, cause then you're just stuck arguing over minutia forever. You right, know? Right. Well, and I think, you know, the truth about it is that there, for, for some people that is uh, a legitimate thing and, and a legitimate and worthwhile thing. And that's what totally. they want to do. Right. And you know, if you look at, I think it all gets back to, and this is what we always talk about on this podcast is you have to be able to be honest and look at yourself and say, Hey, what do I want out of this? And it may be that you want to know what uh, the founder was doing and follow that path sure. completely. That may be what you're into. I I know this because I think I've met people that, that that's what they're into. Right. You can just tell. They don't really care about whether or not this thing is applicable to uh, any kind of real-life conflict. They're just like, I want to put on the, the clothes. And, do the and, thing. And, and, yeah. You know. And so ultimately, I think that's 
that's when it stops being Aikido is when it stops being Aikido for you. When you look at it and go, uh, that's outside the realm, my realm of, right. of what it is. Right. And now if you're a beginner, then you're going to need someone to kind of help you through that. Um, and that's why they have, you know, associations and different things that, that sort of hold on to these, right. these ideals. Right. Um, and now, you know, it's easier than ever in history for a beginner to go, I want to study Aikido and look at hundred right, different Aikido right, right, teachers. Right. You know, you can get on YouTube, spend four or five hours and see literally a hundred different people present Aikido and then look at that and go, okay, what overall this does this right. feel this like? You know, what, I don't need I mean. to listen to one person only, yeah. you know? Um, and I do want to temper that with saying like, when you choose to study with a teacher, listen to that teacher. Right, like right, don't, right. you know, don't question teacher. And, and I'm telling you this, like not to never question the teacher, but when you're studying with the teacher, absorb everything they have. And then when you separate yourself from the teacher, then you can question their motives, you know, because you want to squeeze the most out of a teacher you can. Right. Okay. Is that, it's, uh, I don't know, we covered a lot of good stuff. I mean, yeah, I know, I did, it, it, this well, was a full philosophical question episode yeah. as no, much no, as I anything just, else, but like, I think it, it was worthwhile. It was a conversation that we've had, um, and I think it's a good conversation because I know that we've all had this weirdness where, like, you'll see someone who, like, um, you know, Aiki Budo, Aiki Jiu Jitsu, Kaju Kimbo, like, all these things that, like, are somehow related, and you're like, but what is that, really? Is yeah. it, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, is it Aikido, you know? Is it not, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if we even answered our own question. <laughs> Kaju Kimbo is not Aikido. I will definitively tell you right now, Kaju Kimbo and Aikido are different things. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, so, uh, let's go, uh, and get let's into go to the phones. Let's, let's go, go to the phones. Let's go we're, to the phones. We're waiting yeah. for the next caller. Yeah. Um, so this is our 20th episode. Thank right. you to all of our supporters. We made it. Um, we also have five or six Patreons. How many Patreons uh, do we have? We have, uh, we have five. Five. We have five Patreons. And thank you guys for contributing. We're now up to nine bucks, yeah. uh, which is fantastic. If we get up to 15 bucks, then we can have all this crap on SoundCloud all the time. And we don't have to keep uh, calling our internet provider and arguing with them, which is what I've done. Um, and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so that'd be fantastic. Um, who are our Patreons, Maya? Uh, we have Matt Riley, Grant Templin, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, and Work Dean. Yeah. Round, awesome. Round of applause. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. And thanks everyone who listens, and especially those who listen and uh, give us feedback and give us comments. That's really uh, helpful and appreciative. And we will continue doing this as long as there are people who. We'll continue anyway because yeah. we, we like to talk. But yeah. uh, it's funny, you know, our, our this the the page is weird because when I put something up, almost within an hour, there will be like thirty listens. You know, like yeah. like there are the people who are ready for it, and then usually in the first few days, we'll get up to like you know 150, 160, and then that's kind of where it stays. Yeah. Like we, I can tell we have a really regular group of listeners who just kind of come on, boom, and they listen to it all at once. So that's cool. Thank you for everyone who's uh, regularly listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we super, super appreciate it. And then you know, uh, sometimes the topics kind of differ. You know, yeah. going from something like very like, oh, we're talking about Kota Geish today, specific super specific to and very like tangible. esoteric, like today. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so just give us some feedback and let us know. Yeah, we'd love more uh, recommendations yeah, on topic sub ideas. topics because I have no yeah. idea what the hell we're talking about next week. So uh, I don't even know what we talked about today. today. <laughs> I enjoyed it, though. Um, I, I always yeah. enjoy talking about kind of stuff like this because I feel like 
I, you know, whether or not I come out with any sort of definitive right. idea about it afterwards, right. I feel like it, it's going through it. It's helps going through you. everyone's yeah. head too, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, well, no, like, and I we're think not that's the only ones. right, right. I, I think that's a hundred percent. If you know, we've all been around long enough and done this enough, and, and kind of uh, are in the community of it, uh, peripherally or otherwise. Um, that we have a good idea of like, oh yeah, these are the things that people think about or hear or like whatever as you're going through. So well, I'm sure if um, you're new, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, what, like, what, what is this all about? What, what is like, you know what I mean? Right, and right. so to, to listen and go, oh, okay. Like this is a question that kind of everybody has and, and it, it's, you know, it's okay to right. not know, yeah. you know, I think that that's nice to hear sometimes because as a new person, it can be really overwhelming or confusing. Yeah. So, um, so go ahead if you uh, have not already subscribed to the podcast so you can get it in your feeds. Um, find us on all your social media platforms. You can um, check us out, Aikido of Fresno. Share it with all your uh, friends. Aikido Discuss. Share it with your friends, uh, your martial art friends or otherwise. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for joining us today, guys. Thanks a lot.